लीला नंबर ट्वेल्व सखाराम हरि अलायस बापू साहेब जोग बाबा लव्ड हिम सो मच दैट वेन ही फर्स्ट विजिटेड शेडी बाबा वुड नॉट अलाउ हिम टू रिटर्न होम टू गेट हिज बिलोंगिंग्स बापू साहेब वॉज प्रॉबेबली बॉर्न इन एटीन फिफ्टी सिक्स ही वर्क एज अ सुपरवाइजर फॉर द गवर्नमेंट एंड इन नाइनटीन ओ नाइन ही अवेल्ड The couple had no children and they lived comfortably off their pension. One of Bapu Saheb's close relative was famous Satpurush Vishnu Bua. Before visiting Shirdi, he visited Kabad to pay homage to Sadhu Sakaram Maharaj. He spent some time there doing seva. Bapu Saheb joked thought that he would stay in Shirdi for a few days then return to Kabad and spend the rest of his life doing seva there. but baba had other plans for him at shirdi he stayed in satewada when the other devotees said something that he did not like he threatened them that he would go to kabad baba said does the wada belong to sate's father i'll tell dada kelkar not to trouble you you just stay peacefully there baba spoke so sweetly that bapu saheb joked stayed on Bapu Saheb was very orthodox and strictly followed the sawale it was a ritual of purity he was righteous honest straightforward in his dealings his wife was of a similar temperament and they were made for each other her name was tai and baba called her ai bapu saheb was a dat upasak a follower of the datta ritual he silently went about doing his sadhana The shrine in his home had all the gods and he would offer a kafni along with nevedya to lord datta on datta jayanti one year while he was in shirdi he had an irresistible desire to offer a kafni to baba on datta jayanti so he got bala shimpi to stitch a kafni on datta jayanti he took the kafni and after doing puja to baba offered the kafni to him baba accepted it and in turn gave him one of his kafnis as prasad happily he took the kafni and preserved it in the evening he would wear the kafni tie a white cloth round his head and go for baba's darshan he called it darbari poshak or court dress and at other times he wore ordinary clothes papu sahib was kind hearted and a thorough gentleman but because of his position of power and his dealings with the labor force he appeared stern but he did have a quick temper baba slowly and surely changed this he lived frugally and had quite a bit of money baba knew that he was egoistic about his wealth so he kept demanding dakshina again and again from him till he was depleted of all his savings papu learned a good lesson from this his routine every month was to collect his pension from koparkaon pay his dues to the shopkeepers and whatever remained he would place that before baba baba trusted him immensely and would often give him money for safe keeping papu would keep the money safely and was constantly aware that it was baba's money when the need arose baba would ask him to buy this or that from it baba often would give him 100 rupees and a few days later jokingly say Bapu Saheb 
I gave you a hundred and twenty rupees a few days ago. Go fetch it." Bapu would tell Baba that he had given him only hundred rupees. This happened quite a few times, and Bapu Sahib was quite indignant. Baba, I don't want to be involved with your money and your money transactions. Keep your money with someone else. Baba would then pacify him, saying, "Baba, don't get angry. I made a mistake. It was only a hundred rupees, okay?" Once a devotee gave Baba a guinea. Baba gave it to Bapu Sahib and said, "What is this?" He told Baba that it was a guinea or equivalent to fifteen rupees. Baba said, "It is worth thirty rupees. You keep it and give me thirty rupees." Bapu Sahib looked after Baba's affairs after Megha's death on nineteenth January, nineteen twelve. He was given the honor of performing Baba's arti till Baba's nirayan. All the seva that Megha used to perform fell on Bapu Sahib's shoulders, like Baba's arti in Dwarkamai, evening arti in Satewada. Artin Dikshitwada and Guru Padukastan. Bapu Sahib took his duties very seriously. Usually, there were a substantial number of devotees present for the arti. However, if they were only a few or none at all, it did not bother Jog. He conducted the arti with devotion and zeal. Bapu Sahib and Tai led a life of austerity. They got up at the crack of dawn after bathing in cold water. They performed puja to the household devotees, following the religious rituals, and then reading the poti. Then they would go to the dwarkamai for Baba's darshan. Bapu Sahib stayed at Baba's side, doing all the chores required by Baba. They went home and prepared the prasad for Arti and looked after the innumerable guests that Baba sent. Tai was the epitome of bhakti. She was intensely devoted to Baba. And her love for her guru was so passionate that after Baba's nirayan, she lost self-control. She wandered the streets of Shirdi aimlessly, as if searching for her guru. She had a vacant look on her face, oblivious of her surroundings. So desolate was she that she died two months later. Baba Sahib was very orthodox and strict in his ways. He observed ekadashi and other fasts. On such days, he would not touch onions. Baba respected this and never forced him to eat with him. In fact, Baba made him go home for lunch and often with some other devotees. Whenever the devotees offered sweets or fruits to Baba, he would hand the whole basket or box to him. Once Baba Sahib asked Baba as to when he would give him sannyas. Baba replied, "As soon as you are free from your worldly responsibilities." Thus, Baba Sahib was now free. He stayed on in Shirdi for a few years and looked after Baba's samadhi. After Kaka Sahib Dikshit's death, the other devotees left Shirdi. Being quite alone, Baba Sahib decided to go to Sakori. There, he wore a kafni and took sannyas. As he died a sannyasi, his samadhi lies in front of Upasani Ashram in Sakori. This leela or story was taken from Sai Leela, Ankh thirteen, year four, nineteen twenty-six.